Hello, welcome to Aero Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe. Hello and welcome to another Arrow Bandwidth. Um, oh, I, I feel like I'm on thin ice. Why am I opening the episode? Because you are now our IoT expert. I'm no longer it. I appreciate oh, our, first, our first ever podcast, episode one, series one, was on IoT 101. It was, wasn't it? Four years ago. Is it four? Well, we're up to 100 and, mm, episodes. Are we? I won't say it because I don't know when this is going to go out or what order <laughs> it will be in. You know, we're doing well. We haven't been sacked yet, as you just said. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you were not supposed to say that, but never mind. Never but mind. today so we have some special guests. We do indeed. Well, I, I say special guests. We're special guests on our own podcast now. We've been on this together so infrequently. It's been a while. It's, it, it really it has. Almost feels like we've got the band back together. Yeah, so. but for almost one-off special. But don't worry, band listeners. We'll be back with a vengeance very soon. But today, anyway, we on. have going around the table. We have. Hi, I'm David Potter, the uh, global security practice from Denver, Colorado for electronics. And you may also recognize his voice from Bandwidth North America. Yep, I've uh, been the surrogate, the, uh, surrogate host of late with David's Well, we assistance. say surrogate host. What he actually means is I basically said, I'm going to give you this piece of equipment, and therefore you now need to record podcasts for me. Yeah, yeah I kind of got voluntold yeah, to that's, do that. Yeah, that's so, one of our yeah. favorite, favorite terms. Then we have... So my name's uh, James Davey. Um, Basically, I run engineering for uh, UK Benelux and emerging markets in global components. So in your world, we're talking about the um, OT part of your business. Fantastic. And it's really nice. We try and get as, as many people from the broad breadth that Arrow is on as possible. So thank you, Jamie, for making time for us today. No, no, I appreciate it. Uh, and I'm Mark Halton. Uh, I'm an uh, MIA Solutions Architect uh, around IoT and Edge, working with Richard. Also, yeah. I believe a long-term, long-term listener and repeat caller. Uh, yeah, I've been on a few times. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when you talk about the IoT experts, it's, it's not me. It's it's these guys that we've got on. I want to say frank. experts. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So Rich, what are we here to talk about today? So we, so we're recording. You might hear something in the background. And that's not because uh, we are we are using uh, old, cheap, horrible, nasty kit. It's uh, we're doing it. We're doing an outside broadcast. We are. We are. We yeah. <laughs> our first one at Cloud Expo. Uh, I nearly, I nearly broke my back moving all that kit. But now, now we've really, we streamlined. Down. We have. So, what we're going to discuss today? We're not just going to reminisce. We are. We're here at uh, ECS's uh, Vision 2019 event, and, and kind of not just get the band back together, bring in some, I think, subject matter experts. I'd like to call I like them. I think so. Yeah. And and really, I think yeah, the thing that probably is the common theme thing that uh, that brings us all here is the thorny subject of IoT security. Why is it thorny though? That's my question. Why why is it so thorny? Oh well, because it doesn't exist. Ooh. Oh, straight Ooh. in. Let's straight just in. Cut, let's like just that. cut to the heart of the matter, right? I'll I'll, I'll take the role of the uh, stereotypical American that just dives right in, right? I mean, that's I mean that's a little brusque, but I think that's the real root cause, right? I mean, it, it's. What we see, it's it's an afterthought. Or people say, oh, yeah, we have IoT security until it gets into a little more complex where, oh, that doesn't run Linux? Oh, I can't put an agent on it. Oh, that doesn't run Windows? Oh, I can't put an agent on it. Or, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we have we have PKI on it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, how do you integrate that with my own PKI? Oh, 
Or the worst thing that we've seen, there's we have a little community in Denver called Tech Riot that's, that we are a, a member of as a founders, and we got all these cool little makers that come in, and they build these neat little widgets here and there, and it's like, that's awesome. Yeah, we collect this, and we do all this stuff, and I've got all these cool metrics I can do. Awesome. Where does that go? Well, it's on AWS. How do you secure it? Well, with AWS, who's got access to it? Well, you know, you start kind of digging those questions, and rapidly it becomes this thorny yeah. problem of you have no idea what the heck you're doing with this stuff. So that that's been my viewpoint. It's a, it's a little doom and gloom, but it's what I see. Well, I think it's it, also from my side, from the OT side, that's that's fascinating to see because uh, you know we we often have exactly the same experience. People taking like a Raspberry Pi or some, something off the shelf. Instantly, just shoving data into the cloud, and they, they at that point they think they're done, right? That, that's that's security right. to yeah. them, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then maybe they they look at some level of encryption or other thing that's been taken part of on the transfer of the protocol itself, but is 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 really really poor from a design perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the things I'm seeing is. When you come to security and things, it's also where, where the devices are actually held. So is it a consumer device? Okay, right. So how are you going to protect something that's in someone's house? Mm-hmm. How are you going to be able to then connect to that, uh, push data to it, or push agents to it, if it's behind someone else's, or connected to some someone else's Wi-Fi and their capability and network? Or then there's also the other extreme, um, when you go into more legacy-type solutions, when you go into more the industrial sector where things are hardwired. Right. It's not everything used to be connected or is connected by Bluetooth anymore. Uh, it's it's a case of that's that's the new, but there is still lots of legacy equipment out there that's that's hardwired and you can't secure it all the way to the edge. So right. where do you start the security within that infrastructure? Nobody yeah. knows. The yeah. other difficulty is you start looking at some of these industrial control systems or healthcare systems that you can't touch their networks. You can't be a bump on the wire. You can't introduce latency. You can't introduce any quote-unquote weirdness to their networks, but you still have to secure it somehow. Or the, the other one that we see a lot of, and you guys do too, is that the facilities manager, and this is the one I see a lot, they're doing this pilot IoT project with <laughs> smart doors, smart <laughs> windows, et cetera. And what oh, happens, yes. they get this product from whatever company, they plug it into some Ethernet port, they grab a DHCP address, and it becomes this new gateway. So now I've got this rogue network that's just sitting off the, the, the network somewhere, off my corporate network, and it's like, the hell is this thing so and then sooner or later you're faced with that question of why is that light bulb trying to access my customer records right um the the other one i yeah i kid you not the other one i I say i like the other scenario that i think we find increasingly common is you look at the accelerators the incubators you look at this whole startup community piece and there's this there's this rush to commercialize a product this rush towards an mvp and there's this this approach of well, yeah, how can we bring new and emerging tech into the enterprise? So yeah, it's, it's becoming more and more common to have uh, open calls, hacks, where we'll spend 24, 48 hours, bring composite teams together, and si- try and solve a business challenge. And uh, and that's great in principle, and I applaud that, and I think it's a really yeah, it, it has real strong value, but. Yeah, something you build in 48 hours that, that solves a problem in principle, I, oh, wow, I, where do you go from there? Because, yeah, you, it's just physically impossible, I think, to, to build a proposition and completely understand all the implications when it comes to a, a topic like security around that. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And you know, I'm talking way out of my depth here because I'm data analytics chap, but, you know, I would love to understand, and, and I think 
the reason I bring that up is I think data analytics has a part to play in the solution. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we've, we've literally spent almost eight minutes defining the problem and obviously just chatting generally between ourselves, which is pretty standard for a uh, bandwidth podcast. But, but where do we start with the solution? You know, I think the problem is, is vast. And, and appreciate if anyone else has got anything to pipe in around the problem, please do. But what's, where do we start with the solution? So, and, and anybody jump in here, because otherwise I'll get on my soapbox and you'll have to shut me up. It's, it's a Never. twofold issue, I think. Part of it, you know, all, all silliness aside, is it's an education issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we're here at this AeroVisions event. Whenever this comes out, one of the solutions that we, the tracks we talked about was around solutions and why people want solutions. Because I don't want to have to learn how to do X firewall and Y SIM and B endpoint as an end user, right? I want one thing that just works. Well, then the part of it is then, well, how deep does education go, right? And so when you think about from an IoT device around education and and security is, I would challenge the whole industry, and this will make me very unpopular with a lot of our suppliers and a lot of our resellers, is that they shouldn't have to, right? So some of you guys know, David knows this, you guys are going to find this out. I'm a car guy. I have classic cars, right? Mm -hmm. I work in them myself. I tinker with them. I have dual classics. And ask me anytime, I'll I'll go for hours. But... Really it's, it's relevant. I have a 1956 Chevrolet and a 1970 GMC. They have not a computer one in them. It's carbureted, you get mechanical transmissions, all that silliness. My wife has zero interest in driving those cars because they take knowledge to actually be able to operate and drive that car. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have ABS. It will spin the tires until you break it. it you, know, you put the throttle on, it will redline until it blows itself up right? because it does not have any of those safeguards in it. Conversely, my wife has a 2014 Kia. She gets in the car, she pushes the button, and it just goes, right? If she puts her foot down in neutral, it, you know, the computer steps in and, and you know, won't let it redline. If she slips on the ice, it won't let it stop. She doesn't have to have an education on how the car operates to operate it safely. What does she have to know? She doesn't know how to drive, mm-hmm. right? So you think about other consumer electronics. You've got UL laboratories in the United States, things like that. You buy a, you, you buy a light bulb, you know, to Rich's point. I don't need to worry about you know, what the voltage is and how it works and is it safe? And if I screw it into this socket, am I going to get electrocuted? Because, oh, if you're doing IoT lighting, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Customers are like, that's insane. I want to buy a thing. I want to associate it with my network. And I just want it to work. And so I think it puts the onus back on the device designers and the manufacturers. So that's where I think education comes in from us, right? It needs to be a traditional IT security conversation of the design aspect. What are the risks? I understand you're trying to get route to market very, very quickly, but it's going to hurt a lot more when you're sued into oblivion because you leaked wireless credentials, <coughs> Philips you light bulbs, off of a off of <laughs> firmware that was terrible in Rev1. I mean, you, you, so I think what's interesting there is um, we, we have many suppliers of things, as you might call it, or whatever that is, who, who absolutely have baked in security at the beginning, right? They right. understand how that's done. Yep. The problem is, I think, if, if you are not familiar with that background and how that's going to work, then, the, then you go and find your sensor product that you want to put into your IoT solution mm-hmm. without understanding how that uh, product's been designed in the first mm-hmm. place. That's going to be a real problem, yeah. right? Massively. So, and I? not necessarily ours, sorry. Go ahead. That's right. Not, and ours, notwithstanding, when you get into, like you mentioned, you know, minimum viable product, yeah. sensors without those things are going to be cheaper. So if I'm prototyping something that doesn't have embedded encryption, that doesn't have embedded security, but it's 10, 15 cents less per sensor, 
that has impact. You know, if I'm thinking about doing, you know, tens of thousands of sensors and some deployment on some sort of sensor platform, right? So I think that has, you know, there's always that, there's a cost to that too. And, and so there's just one, one thing I think you should also think about is um, many people forget about firmware um, updates within the sensor totally. itself, right? Yep. So they think, brilliant, I've got this product, it costs me X amount of money, that's absolutely fine. On this protocol that doesn't allow, you know, four firmware updates, all of a sudden it gets compromised and the, the whole network is, is right. in problem at that point. Yeah. Yep. So can I just quickly back up a little bit? Because we're always about, you know, we try and aim the podcast at a very specific level. We've mentioned a few times OT. Can we just, for our listeners, just quickly define exactly what OT is? Ooh. Yeah, so the, the IT, obviously, we we're, should, I hope you all are familiar with IT, you know, so you get uh, information yeah, technology. Uh, if they're not, then stop listening. Yeah, right. So there, there's What's an addendum to the podcast. <laughs> well, go to Wikipedia, look it up. OT, and, and keep me honest here, is what, you know, it's, you know, the operational technology. It's the things that are more touching the real world, right? It's, it's sensors or it's actuators that are controlled by something that do a thing that affects something in the real world. So a light bulb turns on and off, a door opens or closes, an actuator does something, or a sensor that's, you know, doing RPM, noise, vibration, mm -hmm. harshness, something like that that is a more tangible thing than I'm you know, moving data around on disks. So Rich, can you add to that or elaborate on that? Well, I, I absolutely agree with David. Uh, what? And, and not, not just because you're a global practice league. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's be fair. Um, to paraphrase Jamie from, from earlier, it's yeah, operational technology for us is yeah, it's, it's outside of that domain of, of a typical ID, IT department in an end client or, or even the typical I, IT cha channel. Yeah, we, let's not kid ourselves. OT has been around as long as, if not longer, than IT. Sure. And, and I think where we're going with this podcast, and Jamie, Mark, it'll be interesting to get your view on this next comment, is it's all very well kind of talking about the problems and the issues and, and how you, know, you need to put people in the seat as, uh, of the driver. They don't have to know how the car works, to paraphrase David. Yeah, regardless of what background they come from, OT or, or IT. But this leads me quite nicely to kind of the approach to take. And I, and I think it's not, get out, uh, it's not get out of jail card. I'm not sitting on the fence with this, but you need to take a blended approach, right? So you need to take a view from an OT perspective. So whether it be from, from an engineering device design development perspective, whether it be on the manufacturing shop floor, whether it be from an IT perspective, up and in the office and more at the consumer level, and you need to create a layered approach. Just, just as you would from a standard IT world, you need to secure the hardware, that is fundamentally the, the, the physical componentry level, and then you need to layer on security around the actual data itself. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's, it's not to overcomplicate the fix of the solution, and it's not trying to kind of tee up yeah, more opportunity for our role or, or, or our partners. It, it is literally a, yeah, it's a best practice. It's, it's fundamental common sense, right? Yeah, many of us don't just lock the door at home, we put an alarm on. It's having multiple blocks, checks, and barriers. Yeah, so it really is trying to bring that traditional technology or that traditional security ethos to something that isn't necessarily traditional technology. Look, and it's it's really difficult, right? Because yeah, how many times do you find somebody has a yeah a, a fundamental understand understanding and practical experience and skills around data management and cybersecurity, and also know how to 
design a, a physical product and board. So, yeah, I, I, and I think this is where almost by default we find ourselves in a perfect position to be able to bring the best of breeds to bear from both sides of our business, whether it be IT or whether it be OT. I, Jamie, there's there's a heck of a lot we have in Linecard that yeah deals with security at, at, at the fundamental physical level when it comes to designing products into into a board. I yeah I, I hope I'm not oversimplifying it there. I, I say first thing I would say is that no. We don't call ourselves OT, by the way. It seems to be a, 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 a nomenclature. That's really that's, that's actually a fascinating in, a bit of insight because, Jamie, you work specifically in global components. You work in you work very much with the componentry and the boards and the and the sensors. And we come very traditionally from the enterprise computing. I think there's our first problem, by the way. Not meaning to, talk to but that's really it's really interesting that you've said that because actually we're talking a completely different language to the people who are actually developing yep. the technology. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's an issue. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Sorry, Jamie. No, no, no. But it's a really interesting that's point. A really it's, good, it's really, really good true, observation. You, you've classified anything at the hardware sensor level or the edge, the edge pay, the space as OT, and that's just not something that we would ever consider, yeah. right? So that's. I think that's the first of all is the problem, and I think from a from a security angle, you're absolutely right. I think that it's well understood how to how to create security from the edge to or from the node to the gateway, and that's pretty much where everyone would then stop their conversation. Right. Right? We'd hand over to you guys yeah, and you exactly. would look after it from that point. And I've been dying to comment. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I was mainly talking about the management. So it's like when I when I look at IoT, okay, and where IT kind of fits into that, I look back towards the traditional side of what we know from an IT perspective. So securing data, okay, securing networks, you need an administration tool. You need something that's going to manage those 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 elements within the actual infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And you deploy your security from those admin tools to that network, to that data sets, whatever it be. If you start thinking about IoT and the devices in the same way, you start thinking about those as the actual product. So you're going to, you you need to pick the right administration tool. You need an administration tool to be able to administer lots of multiple devices at the same time. You're not going to push out one agent to one device. You could have a thousand devices on that network. You could have one device on that network. You need a tool that can be able to do that. And having that and monitoring it, gives you the alerts, gives you the insight, gives you the capabilities. And that's where IT really starts to come into that from, from that side, is making sure that can be administered. And the, the good slash bad thing is that we're at the, the critical point to where all these buzzwords and things that some of us, me, have been harping about for 20 plus years are actually becoming very, very relevant. You know, we talk about software-defined networking and automation orchestration. And it's really, really relevant with IoT because of what you just mentioned. And, not, and that's not even a thousand devices, but let's look at it from an IT perspective. And I'm going to call the entire industry out, and myself included, is that we have a tough enough time architecting secure networks for a thousand employees. Okay, so now if you think about like an oil and gas platform, I'm deploying twenty-five thousand plus sensors. So if I get one of those devices, because by and large I'm buying that sensor, and there's a thousand of them, ten thousand of them, if I can compromise one of those. I've just compromised 10,000 devices. That's a hell of a, of a, you know, a DDoS attack. So I really, what I'm trying to get people to think about is you're going to have these devices that are automatically being provisioned. And some of them aren't going to have their own security on them. So it comes back to that layered defense, right? Of you know, How do you VLAN these off you know, programmatically? How do you identify what those devices are? And it, to me, there's, there's an identity control issue because we think of 
people having an identity and some of us do right i mean you know david we're not so sure about he you know he has an identity that's kind of fluid right Fair some days he's nice some days he's not so much but when you think about it though a device has an identity and so if you're going to put something on your network and to rich's point earlier why is my light bulb trying to talk to kazakhstan that's user device or that's device behavior you want to watch well okay fine go hunt that down it's one light bulb okay go do that with ten thousand light bulbs and do it at 2 a.m. And do it on an oil and gas platform in the Gulf of Mexico over a 56K lease line or satellite link because that's all they got. So, again, I know it sounds all doom and gloom, and I'm not trying to, although I'm hearing myself. But my fear is that in everybody's mad rush to connect all the things because it's this you know, amazing utopia of all the cool stuff we can do, and we want the data sets to do the cool analytics on yeah. it, we got to make sure that the fundamental underpinnings are solid before we just start splattering devices all over the universe. I don't get off my soapbox and set it on fire. No, I, look, yeah, there's, there is a, a critical shortage still today of cybersecurity skills in, in the market. And, and to your point, David, that's just to address the connection of users. You start to then... Multiply that exponentially because you're connecting devices, assets, products. Mm-hmm. You're not going to skill people quick enough. It is physically impossible. Absolutely. So, yeah, you've got to take a level of ownership yeah, as to how you are going to protect your business. Whether, whether you're, you're creating a product, consumer or enterprise that goes to market... Whether you be a, an end client business like an oil and gas refinery is going to adopt that technology, and where where do you where do you go? Where right. how do you get these types of skills? So how do you get this insight? I've got an interesting. And once again, I'm slightly out of my depth here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to my data and AI roots. Right, the way that we would do this in at scale in an enterprise organization is we'll implement some sort of anomaly detection system where you're not looking at every device individually, you're looking at its activity. And you're saying, is it normal or is it not normal? Now, that's the find and filter. Then the act is often we talk to our advanced routers, our Ethernet-based platforms, Mm -hmm. but then micro-seg off that device that's being a bit naughty that we've turned around and gone, what you're doing doesn't look normal. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're going to micro-segment you off so you can't do any damage. We're going to give you, keep giving you internet access just in case you're the CEO, but we're going to boot you off of anything critical. Mm-hmm. Does that type of technology exist in IoT today? Can you do any... I mean, because I think the, the goal to security is bringing some of the well-established you know, resolution-type technologies that we've developed over time in traditional IT and bringing them OT. But I mean do these because the other thing I think I was blown away by is I thought I was up to date with IoT I am not anymore it turns out because I got schooled today by by my fabulous co-host today about new buddy wireless protocols that have come into existence I thought we were still LoRa Sigfox and you know all that lot but nope there's new it's such a new is there any standardization is there any ability to integrate security and these new wireless protocols so that we can actually provide some level of, right, we've got 10,000 devices, we can't monitor them all by a human, but we can look at anomaly detection and we can say, that one's problematic, that one's problematic, kick it off the network. So I'll, I'll split this 
question in half with Jamie. So from, you know, because you mentioned earlier from the gateway back is more of the traditional IT space where I come from, right? Yeah. So what you had asked about, you know, can we micro-segment things off? Can we say you're being naughty and we're going to do things? That that stuff does we exist today. We can micro-segment a gateway, but can we micro-segment a light bulb? Yeah. Does that exist? It does. You know, it exists today, right? So there's several ways you can do it. You can pick up, you know, a MAC address off the light bulb. But these things don't have MAC addresses. Well, this thing is not Wi-Fi based. It's not 802 or, based. So even if I can't, so good, that's a good point, right? So I can at least, I can. So first thing I would do is think about why the hell is your light bulb? Why the, why is that gateway even on my data network? It shouldn't be. That would be from a design perspective. It wouldn't be. Hold on. I hold on. Um, you got to, me on my soapbox now. Yeah, yeah. Because it shouldn't be on that network, right? Just the same way, the same for the same reason that we put database servers in different VLANs and web servers in different VLANs than end users. There's no good damn reason that your light bulbs are, are on that same network. Now we can still do analytics on it, and we would build explicit rules or ACLs between those for your data collection points and your analysis points. But there's no good reason to have them on. I think that goes back to a fundamental security design, right? To, to you, you start with your Agreed, major segmentation. Yeah. And then you do things like you're talking about the analytics of, hey, why is that thing doing some weirdness? But let me just add one yeah, thing. Jump I think in there, yeah. So, so you talk about light bulbs and other bits and pieces, which is all great to turn off, right? You've got to think fundamentally, though. One of these devices could be a uh, pacemaker. water pump or a pacemaker <laughs> mm-hmm. to a you know, water pump to a, to a, to a yeah, nuclear power station. Or yeah, a, exactly. Right? You can't just go, oh, I'm going to shut it down because it's, well, it's doing is, something funny, thing. right? I, <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. what do you do then? Yeah. Because let's be honest, I think we're all we're all aware of, of one of the most famous hacks, which was the um, code that busted up the nuclear set or the, the uranium Stuxnet. centrifuge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuxnet, right? That was a classic example of something that if they'd have been detecting, going, hold on, that's spinning up. Where? Well, we could shut that down. Can you shut down a nuclear centrifuge? I don't know. Uh, this is the problem. I mean, we're in we're in the wild west of of technology here, and. I don't really know the answer. I mean, I I think the answer is better collaboration between IT those those people who have years and years and years and years of experience in securing networks. But I don't know because I don't know how much of that skill transposes into your world, Jamie. I mean, I think so. Certainly, we we, we can provision products securely onto the network and safely. Right there, there is definitely a way to do that. You can you can. Uh, you know, you, you can manage that process. And I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier Ab, about provisioning product, what, one thing you have to take in, into account is, of course, this product might be provisioned not in a nice office that's nice and clean and safe and easy to do, right? right. It, it might be in, in somewhere by, by somebody that doesn't really understand the um, IT part of yeah, their business. they're not they IT just, people. They might be just, just bolting on onto this oil rig yep. that you're talking about. But I think there, there is definitely a way to do that and to securely you know, come onto the, onto the network and, and be safe in, in the way that you manage that process. I mm. think the key thing is, is, as you were talking about, the close collaboration between IT and OT and making sure that there's a conversation taking place. And it's not just, I provide you data at the gateway and off you go. It's, it's yeah. a, where is that data coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, how is it enumerated and managed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Mark, mm-hmm. I mean, you get involved in, in a lot of engagements with, with clients and customers at, at, and and users. This is a real loaded question because I'm in the same <laughs> team as you. So sorry for sorry for doing this in advance. Oh, Bert. Please quickly hail that bus. <laughs> Bert. Bert. Whether I understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and me too, Need mate. The fifth. You, Need the fifth. you and me too, mate. How many times does security come on the agenda when we're fundamentally trying to to address an issue of either 
connecting would, something in the field. I, I would say. I think I know the answer, but on, never. Give us, yeah, I was going to say, give us, give us okay. the politically correct so answer the, and the, the real answer. The, 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 the answer, that, yeah. So the politi- politically correct would be that we do everything security by design. Yes. So we start every design off with a security conversation. We understand what the data is doing, what type of data it is, where it's going to be, how what touch. As I we didn't talked wear about, my tall boots today. Segmented network, everything. So what really happens is it never comes into the conversation yeah. because the first thing that everybody wants to do yeah. is get a device out there, collect start some pulling data, data off it, and start doing the analytics what it on is, it. That's what it is, and start to show what's what's happening. And people forget about that. And this is what we've run into in solutions in the past when we've talked to customers mm. and, and talked to when, when they've had devices of certain types where the design element has been missed and they've gone straight to implementation. Mm. I've seen it in meetings with, with partners and end clients mm-hmm. and it's kind of, you know, Mark will put forward his view and, and it's very much the bad news bear. It's the like bad news bear. The bad news bear. Well, actually, on can I stop you there? Um, and it's it's not because you know people don't think of security. It's not that they don't have it as a high priority. They just assume it's somebody else's problem. And mm-hmm. I, that's exactly it, right? And I think it honestly it goes back to the car analogy. If you look at yeah. today's cars versus other vehicles, right? The U.S. government, obviously, I'll, I'll use that. They've mandated certain things, right? Thou shalt have ABS brakes. Thou shalt have five-mile-an-hour bumpers, which look terrible on sports cars, I agree. You know, you will have, you know, airbags. You've got side curtain airbags. We have seat belts. We have all these things that make these cars safer because it became a selling feature. If you look, it was, a, it was purely a marketing trick, right? Safety was a marketing a marketing shtick. But now the government stepped in. Now, what's the corollary? The cor- Yeah, the corollary. Cars have gotten more expensive because those things are built into it. But the consumers now expect it, right? If you bring out, if you brought a new car to market with no airbags, no analog brakes, no AW, you know, et cetera, et cetera. First, you couldn't sell it because the government yeah. says thou shalt. But it's one of those things that I think I, I honestly think, you know, after the event today and some of the other customers, we were, you know, I'm beating my head against the wall trying to educate. The world about security, right? A, I was in, the, I was in the session. I, you know, had everybody raise their hands. How many people here want to have a security practice? Less than ten percent of them raised their hand in my session. Yeah. The other ones, I said, how many want to start one? Not a single person who didn't have a security practice raised their hand, which shocked me. I said, okay, so is that because it's too hard? And I got a bunch of head nods. It is seen as a really difficult thing with, you know, zero reward on it. I, mean, I sound like I'm crying, and I feel feel real bad for me. But I, I honestly think from a a perspective of you know where is the market going? We just, it has to be built into what we do. We as the manufacturers and as the integrators just have to do it and just take the option away from from the customers. Yes, it's going to cost more. Yes, it's going to suck. But this is the only way we do it. Well, I don't want to pay for this. Sorry, we're not going to get involved because we're not going to take the risk. We're not going to take the indemnification. We just are going to do secure by design. Yeah. And I think so. Whether that's at the gateway, whether that's built into infrastructure, or when we sell stuff from global components that we just in, include it, and sorry, it's just more expensive. I mean, that's that's my viewpoint. I mean, I'd love somebody disagree with me because you know this violent agreement just isn't is as odd. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, Welcome we're, to we're, the UK. <laughs> we won't be contentious. I do apologise on behalf of my people. I'm <laughs> I'm never going to get invited back here, am I? <laughs> Probably not. No. Yeah, we'll just dial you in remotely. From <laughs> oh, sorry. Potter's connection sucks. <laughs> Click. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I, 
again, not being typically British, but I, yeah, I absolutely do agree with you. Yeah, if if the if the market and end users are going to assume that it's somebody else's problem, you take the decision away from them. There's kind of yeah, you, you cannot expose our our business, our customers' business to that. And let's let's be fair, yeah. End clients, we cannot expose them to that level of risk. Right. I, mean, I, was, I was talking to one of Mark's colleagues, Rainer, and um, we were just talking about um, he. This is this is many many moons ago. He it put a, it stood a VM up, and um, a provisioned a server with an IP address, and, and just the time taken for somebody to try and ping it. And, and basically say, oh, you know, IP address, what's happening here? Somebody with malicious intent. 22 seconds. Wow. 22 seconds. That's pretty special. Now that's four or five years ago. But, but I think one thing I would say, though, uh, and, and, and so, so our business is, is still driven by a lot of purchasing managers who want to yes. drive down component costs. They want to understand where that part's going to come from, from the, uh, from the OT side of things. Mm-hmm. I would expect still that um, you know a lot of your, uh, uh, your 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 customers that you're working with in, in your system integrations VARs would also say, actually, I just want to buy this part at this cost. Uh, I've got to install ten thousand of them. You know, ten thousand times X yeah. is a lot of money, uh, and I can get it five dollars cheaper. I'm going to buy that, right? You know, I don't think that's where the where the challenge is. And I think you are probably right. At some point, there will be a mandate that this will be, you know, you will have this level of data security, and that's the, that's the only way you can get past. But in fairness about that, that comment, in really more is no solution will ever be the same. No. Right. No deployment will ever be the same. <laughs> yeah. Right. So and how can you ever have one security solution that will solve all issues? And this is the problem. And this is the this is well yeah, this is yeah. the problem. Nobody's network's gonna be the same. No one's requirements are gonna be the same. The way that and one person uses the device versus another, the place they deploy it, the I couldn't agree more. So and maybe that goes back to what Jamie was saying is that if you procure, and I'm going to use our, the most wildly overused arrow buzzword of 2019, a solution. If it's a quote-unquote stamped solution that says, you know, we certify this because we know the supply chain, we know the sensors, we know the gateway, we know the protocols that are in place, we know the switching, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, start to finish, thou shalt do these things, then we would say thou art certified. And I'm, that's a non-legal term that I'm just using as a general. No, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But to your point, if... You know, customers break those things apart and piecemeal it themselves, then that onus is on them, right? And maybe then they can sell it, quote, unquote, cheaper because, fine, I just kind of threw this together. But I'm not going to get the, you know, yeah. UL or arrow seal of approval that this is a secured solution because, hey, man, you all do this on your own. It's kind of, you Very know, true. just like if you, know, you build a kit car, right? If I buy a motor here and brakes here and, you know, yeah. uh, systems here, you know, again, using the analogy... Good luck with that. You know, I'm near, yeah. near, there's no department in the world that's going to certify that vehicle for road use. You can go around on the track. Go go ahead and kill yourself. Have fun with that. But, you know, it's not something that's from, you know, Fiat or Alpha or Chevrolet as an actual production vehicle. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's where the industry has to go, especially around, around mm-hmm. IoT, to have that level of, I think, safety or trust from the consumer. So... I do apologize, chaps, but we are running up against the end of our bandwidth episode here. It's like so we brought the band in. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? It's not as bad as when we were electronic. Br- <laughs> Who booked Bonner? <laughs> so Sorry. I would like to finish off. No, you, it's as much mine as it is yours. It's you been can, a long day. It really has. So I want to finish off with yes. everyone's key takeaway, right? This is listened to by partners who are trying to fix these problems. What 
what is everyone's key takeaway? And we can't all violently agree on the same one. <laughs> so if it's not different, there'll be punishment. There'll be, ooh. There'll, yeah. Ooh, I'll, I'll ooh, figure it out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, considering I stitched Jamie up early, I'm going to go first before, before, oh, well it's, uh, before it's repaired. Um, this is going to sound really holier than thou, but nobody said this IoT malarkey was ever going to be easy. That's a very good point. I'm sorry, but you know what? If you think that you can adopt new technology that's going to fundamentally change your business or your business model or your relationship with your end clients, then you know security is a prime example of some of some of the things that actually any end client who's done their their research and due diligence about adoption and change, they're going to ask you these questions. Yeah, and if you're not prepared, um, yeah, you're going to be on very thin ice. Right, Jamie. So I think, um, I, w- I would say have the conversation, right? I think it's rare that, um, I don't know if I've spoken to many uh, of your end customers or your, or your um, VARs or system integrators. I think come and have the conversation with us. We can advise on what we think is the best hardware security solution for them in that particular um, aspect, as you were just pointing out, right? Perfect. So not everything is the same and have that conversation. We can we can probably you know suggest which one would be best perfect mark um for me i would say take a step back have a look the, the customers or companies that are thinking about today already deploying things or are in the process of deploying things take a step back and look at what you've designed if you've not gone through the design phase go through it now before implementation because if you go too far security is hard to implement after retrospective is a pig yeah so you need to be starting to think about it as you deploy or as you're going to production because if you don't you're just going to get yourself in knots so not being an expert in this field i'm going to take what you said and say the packaging that it comes in is probably more secure than the product hang on hang on hang on you've not done oh no 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 no, david no david's going last oh is that yours i knew that was that was mine that was mine i I knew that was coming david so at the risk of frustrating all of our salespeople and upper management, I'm going to sort of, I'll be different, but I would say that speed to market is wrong in IoT. It's because of the ramifications of it, I would say that you have to take everything we just said, because all of you guys are right, but you actually need to slow down the sales but, cycle. But. See, I'm going to be contrary. <laughs> slow down the sales cycle, and I would say in these cases, speed to market is wrong because you're going to create more problems than you're going to solve with it. I'm putting you on speed dial, I, just so that's you know. Fine. I feel like I've dominated this podcast. And I've been like, you know, negative Nancy today. I mean, it's been a good event, and you know, that's I've, fine. I've enjoyed it. But. but on that negative bombshell, hang on, I can't, I'm just seeing flowers. It's an implosion. Yeah, it's like Rather flowers exploding and ticker tape and things. Right. I don't know what a negative explosion is. Well, what is a negative bombshell? Yeah. Comment on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you're, right. you're, you're assuming that people... Will, yeah, okay. No, let's Complaint to uh, bandwidth at arrow.com. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank Fantastic. you ever so much for no, your time. Thank you really so much for joining it. us. And we will... Uh, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. To contact us on Twitter, use hashtag AeroBandwidth, and we'll see you next week.